0: Thank you for listening to messages from Avondale Baptist Church and Pastor Jack Marslender. This message is from the series Jesus in the Gospel of Luke and was preached on June 12, 2022. That was amazing and incredible. We taught our children and teens and adults this week that they're all created by God and have unique gifts and talents. And they got a chance to use them this week. And that was very amazing and incredible. And uh, I definitely enjoyed this week. We are uh, in Luke and the uh, 8th chapter today. And I want you to to see something. I mentioned this last week that uh, um, Jesus had this amazing ability, in addition to everything else, creating the universe Um, Being the Son of God, being the Lord, being our Savior, he was the world's best ever preacher. Because he had this ability to take very simple things and use them to teach profound truth. Everyday ordinary things that we're all familiar with, and he would use them to give truth. Now, I try to pattern my teaching and preaching after Jesus, Keep it simple, focus on the big things, tell simple stories, and use simple analogies. But as you all know, I'm not Jesus, but I do get to read his words and comment on them. And in today's passage, Luke chapter 8, verses 16 through 21, Jesus gives us four simple commands based on two very simple word pictures. These four commands are absolutely necessary that you understand if you want to live the Christian life. And he uses them based on two things that we're all familiar with, light and family. And everyone in his crowd then, and everyone in the crowd today, understands at least a little bit of the nature of light and the nature of family. So let's listen to Jesus' words and see if you can hear the four primary teachings As he talks to us about light and family, let's stand together. Our passage begins in Luke 8 and verse 16. And here's how it reads No one lights a lamp and hides it in a clay jar or puts it under a bed. Instead, they put it on a stand so that those who come in can see the light. For there is nothing hidden that will not be disclosed, and nothing concealed that will not be known or brought out into the open. Therefore, consider carefully how you listen. Whoever has will be given more. Whoever does not have, even what they think they have, will be taken from them. Now Jesus' mother and brothers came to see him, but they were not able to get near him because of the crowd. And someone told him, Your mother and brothers are standing outside wanting to see you. And he replied, my mother and brothers are those who hear God's word and put it into practice. Think of that verse again. He replied, my mother and brothers are those who hear God's word and put it into practice. You may be seated. And I want to share with you these four essential commands so that you can understand them. Because they're absolutely essential, really, if we want to be modern-day disciples of Jesus, if we want to be like Him. So I'm going to give you four commands, and the first command that Jesus gave us was for us to shine out. Now I'm going to ask you to bear with me here a little bit, and I'm going to ask that we turn off the lights. All of them stage as well. And his question was pretty simple. Why would you take a light and hide it under a jar or a bed? Why would you do this? Lights are made to shine, to give light, to show direction, to illuminate that which is important. The better the light, the better it shines and the further it reaches. And so there, there's a simple question there. How strong is your light? Your ability to stand for Jesus and make a difference in the world. And how far does it read or reach? And why would you hide your light? I want you to remember something about life in Jesus' day. Electricity, this is just a a simple battery-operated lantern, didn't exist in Jesus' day. Electricity batteries had not been discovered. Light was controlled by fire, an oil lamp, or a candle. And what happens... What happens to a candle when it is hidden? It will shine for a while. After the oxygen is gone, the fire will go out. You hide your light too long, and your fire is going to go out. Turn the lights back on, please. So, I'm challenging you, you watch this. It'll shine for a while, but not forever. The oxygen will be gone. So, let your light shine. Let people know that you are a believer. Let them see God's love in you. Let them see God's goodness and God's holiness in you. Let them see God's compassion in you. Let them see love. Joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control in you. That was the first lesson, that we are to shine out into the world. And the church has been far too quiet. Oh, we've talked about other things. Politics and sports and culture. but What the Word really needs to hear from us and see in us is the gospel of Jesus Christ. That there is a God... That he loves us, that he died on the cross for our sins, that he rose on the third day, that he is alive and he is calling people to believe in him and follow him. Jesus taught us to shine out, and if you hide it too long, it goes out. Some of you remember an old chorus probably dating myself when I, when I, when I tell you this, because back from the days of candles and oil lamps, um, it was really popular in the 70s, though. I don't really know when it was written. Give me oil in my lamp. Keep me burning, burning, burning. Give me oil in my lamp, I pray. How many of you remember that? Okay, so a lot of you are old. Uh, um, <laughs> sorry, sorry. There are many, many verses to that. Um, I heard a new one this week from an over-the-road guy. Give me gas for my trucks. It doesn't cost me mega bucks. Give me gas for my trucks, I pray. Without gas, you can't drive a truck. Without a battery or electricity or fire, you can't shine your light. So you and I need to walk with God and be filled with the Spirit. So people can see Jesus in us. Command number one was to shine out. And the second is related to that one. But instead of shine out, it's shine in. Make sure that God's light shines in you. Listen to what Jesus said. There is nothing hidden that will not be disclosed. Nothing concealed that will not be known or brought out into the open. Who you really are your insides will ultimately show. You can put up a facade for a while, but who you are on the inside will ultimately be revealed and all will know you as you really are. Just watch the news and you'll see that what Jesus said was absolutely right. A top-notch NFL quarterback now has 24 women who are accusing him of sexual assault. It was hidden for a while, no longer. A well-known politician, not gonna call him out by name because honestly there's too many of them in both parties, lives an adulterous lifestyle with many women. A polished preacher has a history of child sexual abuse. A local city manager took thousands of dollars from his city to pay for tuition The only problem was he never enrolled in school. What Jesus said is, listen, your your sins will find you out. Everything hidden will be disclosed. So what's the command here? We've heard this from Jesus before. Take the plank out of your own eye before you worry about the speck of sawdust in your neighbor. Let the light of God shine in on you, change you. Let God point out your sins to you so you can deal with them because sooner or later, they're all going to be disclosed. And you can't really shine out long-term until you've allowed God to shine in on you. And if you don't allow that, then ultimately, you're going to be revealed as a hypocrite. And that damages horribly the cause of Christ. So lesson one, shine out. Lesson two, shine in. The third is a little more complicated. Listen to what Jesus said. Therefore, consider carefully how you listen. Whoever has will be given more. Whoever does not have, even what they think they have, will be taken from them. And so I put the two sentences together. Here's what Jesus was saying. Listen carefully and do it or you will lose what you have learned. Consider carefully how you listen to God's word. If you learn something in your head, but you don't put it into practice, then your ability to obey will be destroyed, and it will get harder and harder. The truth will begin to lose its impact on you. The longer you listen and the less you do, the less chance that you'll ever be what God wants you to be. Think of some of the things that Jesus taught. Love your enemies. Listen, knowing that command... But choosing not to do it will make it harder and harder and harder to ever love your enemy. It does not get easier. It gets harder. So Jesus is saying, when you hear the command, when you learn the word of God, you immediately put it into practice, or you will lose the ability to do it. Forgive those who sin against you. Listen, the more excuses you find for not forgiving the harder your heart gets and the longer you hold that grudge. We have this false belief, this fallacy that it's going to get easier someday. What Jesus said, if you don't obey now, it's going to get harder to obey down the road. What about tithing? I always loved what J.D. Rockefeller said, I never would have been able to tithe on the first million dollars I ever made if I had not tithed on my first salary, which was $1.50 dollar fifty a week. He said, I could give 15 cents a week. That made it easier to give the $100,000 a year later. You obey what you know now. And then it gets easier as you learn more. What about saying yes to Jesus? Or being baptized? Or joining a church? Or sharing your faith? Or helping the poor? Are praying regularly and constantly. Knowing these things and not doing them. It just makes it harder. It does not get easier. And I know you've kind of picked up that thought from people. You know, walk with Jesus for a while and and, and, and over time these commands will get easier. No, you do them when you first learn them. You do them when you first learn them. And then as you learn more, you're able to go to the next step. Putting it off until I'm spiritually mature means I will never be spiritually mature. And so listen carefully or lose what you've learned. And the fourth command that Jesus gave came from Jesus' discussion on the family. As Jesus was teaching, someone told him, Your mother... And your brothers are outside and they want to talk to you. It was hard for them to get to Jesus because of the crowds around. Listen, Jesus wasn't putting down his family. He just seized the opportunity to teach something incredibly important. And he said, my brothers and my mothers are those who hear God's word and put it into practice. So his command is pretty simple. Do what it says. Obedience. He wasn't putting down his earthly family. He loved his brothers. Matter of fact, one of them, James, would become the leader of the, the early church and wrote the book of James. He loved his mom. She was there with him on the cross, and he made sure that she was well taken care of by the apostle John. He wasn't putting down his family. He'd just saying, you want to be part of my family? Then listen to me and do what I say. Listen to me and do what I say. Listen to me and do what I say. And sometimes we stop at the listen to me. We go to church, we go to conferences, we read the Bible, we've learned all this stuff. But Jesus said, there's two aspects to being part of my family. Listen to me and do what I say. When I teach the Bible and and I explain a biblical truth, I often hear something that kind of rankles me. Well, that's just your interpretation. Listen, I'm going to tell you something. Most of the Bible doesn't need interpretation. It means what it means, and it's very, very clear. And let me give you some examples, and then you answer me. The Bible says in Deuteronomy, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. So uh, is there one God or two? One. I mean, it's clear. You don't have to interpret that. The Lord our God is one. One of the commandments is, you shall not steal. Are you supposed to steal? I mean, that doesn't take a whole lot of interpretation, but I hear people say all the time, I don't understand, it's so complicated. It needs interpretation. It's not really that complicated. The Bible says in the New Testament, Jesus died and rose again. So did Jesus rise again? What, what other interpretation could you give to that? I mean, it's very straightforward. Don't buy the lie that you have to have a master or a doctorate in divinity in order to understand the word, what Jesus said. Hey, my, my, my mother and my brothers are those who, who hear it and do it. And most of it is not complicated at all. Let me borrow an example from Lee Strobel. Your daughter, let's just say you're a dad with a pretty daughter. Your daughter is going out a Coke with her boyfriend, you tell her, be home before 11. She's sitting there at a fast food place at 1045 with her boyfriend, and that's when she starts to play the interpretation game. What did he really mean by be home before 11? Was it just a casual observation, it's best in most cases, to be home before 11? Was, was it an approximation? Be home 11-ish? Besides, what a loving father, I know my father loves me, would he be so inflexible? I know he loves me, so I'm absolutely sure that he wants me to have a, a good time, and since I'm having a good time, he wouldn't want me to end the evening so soon, would he? And what did he mean by be home? He didn't specify who's home. It could be any home. Or maybe he meant it figuratively. Home is where the heart is. And my heart is right here with my boyfriend. So I'm home. What did he mean by 11? 11? I mean, he didn't specify p.m. or a.m. <laughs> he didn't say Eastern or Pacific time. As a Matter of fact, it's only 6.45 in Hawaii right now. So with all the ambiguities in what he said, I don't know what he meant. It's not my fault if I'm not home on time. I, I hope none of you... Are dumb enough to play that game with your dad. It's a bad game. So don't play it with God. Don't overinterpret. Don't try and figure out what He meant when it's right there in front of you. Be home by 11, no ambiguity. Love your enemies, no ambiguity. Pray constantly, no ambiguity. Love God. First, love others. Second, those are the most two important commandments. There's no ambiguity. And sometimes we act like, well, I need to be able to interpret that. I don't need to know what that means. I, I can't understand it. None of those things are hard to understand. There is no essential biblical doctrine which isn't as clear as can be. And the ways on how to live the Christian life. Don't need interpretation. They're right there and they mean what they mean. Therefore, based on these two word pictures and four commands, here's what we must do if we're serious about Jesus. Your response. Number one, listen carefully to God's word. Learn it. Study it. Listen, if it's new to you, I encourage you to start your reading with the New Testament. There'll come a time to, to read the Old Testament and the whole Bible. But if it's new to you, start with the teachings of Jesus. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. There's a reason why many Bible versions put the, 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 the words of Jesus in red they're clear, they're directly from Jesus, and they tell us how to live. So start there. Now all of the Bible is important. Then you can go back and read the, the Old Testament and read the epistles and, 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 and the more challenging parts. But if you start with here's who Jesus is, this is what Jesus said, then you get the essentials right up front. I've told you before, my story, you know, I was challenged as a, as a a, a uh, child and a teenager in class to to read the Bible and you know so I thought it was just like a book I'm gonna start with Genesis wow that's pretty interesting Exodus got a little more complicated Leviticus did they really need a command on that because I don't know anybody that's doing that Numbers I can count I mean it it, it got complicated now it means a whole lot more to me because I've studied it but. I'm just telling you, listen, start with the words of Jesus. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Learn those. And then you can expand it and go from there. Because the important thing is who Jesus is. And the way to live the life is what Jesus said. So listen carefully to God's word. And then simply, and you can see this coming a mile away, then do what it says. Listen, we talk a lot about faith in church, and we should. Because it is by faith that we are saved and put in the right relationship with God. We talk a lot about love in church, and we should. It's the greatest of all commands. But in talking about faith and love, don't overlook obedience. Jesus said, my brother and my mother are those who hear God's word. And put it into practice. Nothing complicated. Overly interpreted. Message is pretty simple. Here's what Jesus said. You want to be part of my family? Man I love you. I want you to be part of my family. You want to be part of my family? Then listen to what I've told you. And put it into practice. You can start by putting your faith and trust in Jesus. You can follow it up by being baptized. You can follow it up by joining a church. You can follow it up by learning to pray. And loving all people with no excuses and no reasonings. Forgiving anyone who has sinned against you. Because that's exactly what Jesus did for you. And sharing your faith. Because people need to know there's a God who loves you very much. And his son Jesus died for you. Don't overcomplicate the Christian life. Jesus was very clear, very straightforward. And so my challenge to you, listen to the word and put it into practice. Thank you for listening to messages from Avondale Baptist Church and Pastor Jack Marslender. You can find out more about our church at abcaz.net, and you can find Pastor Jack's sermons on most podcast apps. Thank you for listening, and may God bless you.